Good morning to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. I'm Tony Haggerty at a Haggerty 10 Twitter handle, which you all know. And today I'm joined by Sean Martin at Sean Martin TCW and Aidan McDonald at Aidan C. McDonald. It's Monday, February 6th. Gentlemen, it's a happy Monday. It's a happy valley, wherever you are, if you watch these kind of things. I personally don't, but that's been making the news as well. But happy Monday, gentlemen. Result dependent, always Aidan, always say that, but yeah, made light work of that yesterday, did they not? Did indeed, yeah, it was a, a good result in the end and very comfortable for Celtic, to be honest, it definitely capped off the weekend, Tony, no doubt about that. Excellent, now before I come to you, Sean, I'll just do the housekeeping, alright, and we'll see that, just direct you to the ticker tape running along the bottom, subscribe to the Celtic Way website, cost you £2 for two months, and help us continue to produce top quality Celtic content covering a club like no other. Join us, click of a button, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. That's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And we also say thank you to our sponsors, Seneca. The Celtic Way Morning Briefing is now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group, and they are the number one. Europe for hair restoration and transplant treatments and you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the video below so we say thank you to Seneca for that. Sean. Tony. You said 2-0, <laughs> I said 4-1. We were almost right. A goal either side of. But there you well, go. Aiden say again, would you say 2-0, 5-0? No, Aiden said, I believe. It I said 2-0, yeah. I was a bit off it with that to be fair. Yeah. And if you want to get really get dug into Aiden, yourself and myself got 10 out of the 11. And I think Aiden got what, nine was it? Eight or nine? Nine, I think. Uh, nine, I think it was nine. Yeah. So, yeah, the one we got wrong, Sean. Well, was, I was going to say, the one we got wrong <laughs> was a pretty glaring omission, wasn't it? But, <laughs> it was uh, Aaron Moy who produced the, the masterclass there, Sean. I saw you flicking up the comment there, but he was excellent, wasn't he? It was. I um, start with the performance in general, I suppose. What I would say is that when you get a first half clutch of goals, it always changes what happens in the second, despite the best efforts in terms of intensity, etc. But even considering that, Tony, I thought they did well enough after the break, even if it wasn't quite at the opening 45 level. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, uh, yeah, the, the St. Johnson goal apart, I still thought mm -hmm. the performance was excellent and said it himself. He, he tells them to go out and scored goals and just play their football and they did and they did and, and the conditions and and you mentioned the conditions the park and all that and to be fair Celtic Park isn't great yesterday but no. still thought they produced some some lovely football I mean the third goals just to me that's what Celtic have been about since Ange took over what a goal I mean Jota's dink and then the dink for the finish I mean it's just it's class but there was a lot of class uh, movements and, and Jota would have scored a contender for goal of the season with that move that ended up with Jota hitting the bar. Uh, they always seem to produce something against St. Johnson, don't they, in terms of a, a free-flowing move. Uh, they did it with the one at Parkhead. They did it when Dembele scored the hat-trick at St. Johnson in the 5-2 game a couple a few seasons ago. You'll remember that, Aidan, because he was your man. You know, but they always seem to produce some kind of move against St. Johnson. But the football yesterday, I thought, was excellent. It really was, and it performance, always say it, be clinical and be professional, Sean, and that's what they did. It was, I, and I think given, you say clinical, I think that's the, that's the buzzword, because they had four shots on target, Tony, three goals and an own goal, but the own goal doesn't count as a shot on target, so technically four goals from five, but they were very clinical again. I think the last couple of matches now have shown that, because when I'm coming to do the kind of data roundups and stuff, the last couple of matches show me that where they're taking the shots from, they're not coming in bunches in the kind of space of maximum opportunity, if you want to call it that. So close and central, they're not necessarily coming there, which is what the aim is. But they're finishing the chances that they do get extremely well. So they're still scoring three and four, even though the chances themselves might not be consistently getting into the central areas. They scored what? They scored two from central areas. If you count Considines as well, then it's three. Mm -hmm. um, it's the third game in a row as well, Tony coming back to the clinical thing, where they've scored their best chance of the game statistically, which hasn't always been the case this season, I think we'd all agree. Yeah. Um, on Sunday, actually, they scored their two best chances statistically, so I again, clinical, which I think is good to see. Aidan, 
22 for the season for Kyogo. Jota assist again. But was there any doubt when he took the first touch where it was headed? Uh, no, not not for me. I thought he might have passed it. They've both been they've both been absolutely exceptional to be fair, Jota and Kyogo, but they're starting to rack up really, really good numbers, given there's still a lot of football to play. They could be really high in terms of for Kyogo the goals and Jota the goals and assists come the end of the season. So yeah, I mean maybe some people thought he might have taken a shot, but I, I was quite happy to see him pass it in. Quick comment from uh, Beach Boys here. I don't know if it's aimed at Aiden or me or both of us, but it says lots of happy Mondays to the young team. The happy Mondays are a group from Manchester in the 80s and 90s. You're twisting my melon, man. That's all. <laughs> you got there before I did, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Check them out if you don't know who the happy Mondays are. You'll, you'll like them. Aiden, I'm sure you like the happy Mondays. Please tell me you do. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Eh? Yeah, no, listen, I, I was, uh, I just, I've been really impressed just to be Celtic have gone about their business, especially in the first half in games. Now, St. Johnston got a lifeline back in with the goal from Jay Wright. Lots of people blaming Joe Hart, but it, it did take did take a swerve as it's come towards him. It was a good dig, you know, so, yeah, we more. We'll, we'll come see. to individuals, Tony, but for that reason, that I thought your uh, seven for Hart was a bit generous in the in the ratings because I don't yeah. think anything else today he never kept out the goal. So Mo Sislak saying he should have kept it out. Must admit, it took me two or three viewings of it to, to really come to that conclusion because at first, at first oh, I thought I took a deflection, and mm. you're right. Second viewing, it was like, oh, well, it's a wee bit of swaz, as David Turnbull would say, yeah, a wee yeah, bit yeah. Of swaz on it. Um, but ultimately, I do think he could have done better with it, and it was all, all he really had to deal with. Um, true, true. Aidan, you go along with that? Yeah, I think he could have done a wee bit better. I mean, obviously it wasn't quite a good strike, but it's not like he took a massive bobble in front of him or bounce just in front of him. It's the sort of the player hit it and then he's not punched it in, but he did play a part in it going in the net. I thought, I thought he could have maybe did a wee bit better. And the fact, like Sean said, that was all he really had to do. It was a wee bit disappointing. Obviously, Celtic weren't great in the build-up to it as well. No, that's you true. Could, you could see, you know, after it went in, that Kyogo lost the ball, didn't he? I think Atate lost the ball, yeah. And obviously, Celtic probably didn't really close down uh, Drew Wright enough, really, on the run-up to it. But then you could see in the sort of replays after it, Carter Vickers seemed a bit frustrated himself that he wasn't able to get the block in front of it. So, well, it was... A decent enough strike, but I think the look back is one that I go probably could have been prevented to be honest. I think Tony Andrew Glare makes a good point about how early Dre Wright took it. Mm. Um, the risk of sounding a bit like Roy Keane in terms of Joe Hart, I mean, that is his job to anticipate these things, but yeah. it was a it was a it was a good strike from Dre Wright, and I wouldn't take it away from him because it was uh, it was also what gave St Johnston a wee bit of impetus. But as we yeah. spoke about Aaron Moy coming up, a bit was it nine minutes later, eight minutes later. With that kind of goal and that finish in general, um, I think was a was a killer. Stopped any momentum that, that St Johnston were hoping yeah, to. Yeah, they never got the chance to, but they got they had five or ten minutes, didn't they? Although they were kind of flurry, but Aaron Moy's goal just killed any momentum that they had, and, mm. and just brilliant goal, absolutely brilliant. Eric Crawford seen thought Hart was a bit unsighted, but Shell should have done better. I, I think you'll feel he should have, but I did notice it half time, and I hadn't noticed it before, but. Joe Hart was, I think, was the last off the park, and Stevie Woods was there at the tunnel area, hmm. and he gave him a week and a fist uh, thing, and I, and I hadn't noticed that before, and I don't know if that was just to say, look, forget about it, type thing, you know, it's happened, just concentrate on the rest of the game, hmm. and I, I've never, somebody can correct me and see if Stevie Woods does that regularly, but just because I, I just happened to catch it there, but... Uh, I well, he was, he was certainly, as he came back a wee while now, but... He was very influential with Fraser Foster in that manner. I know that. Mm. Um, yeah. In no terms of if he's done it with Joe Hart, I, 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 I can't say I've noticed. Uh, and I think it was maybe just because that kind of clean sheet thing had gone. Because mm. they were talking about like it might go on seven, and you know it was, that was the longest clean sheet as Aiden had written about it for a while. You know, so maybe it was just that kind of okay, it's gone, move on, don't let it affect you. Mark, you saying sometimes you've just got to take your hat to a wonderful strike. Yeah, I'm kind of somewhere in between that. I thought he thought it was a good dig, but I just feel maybe Hart, Hart will feel he could have done better. Only he'll know, won't he? So, mm-hmm. but uh, 
There we go. But individual, Sean, okay, who stuck, who stuck out for you, apart from the obvious? Well, let's address the obvious. <laughs> I suppose Andrew Galea, just Aaron Moy being Aaron Moy, Aaron Aaron Moy, as, as you would say. So yeah. I think you've got to mention Aaron Moy first, didn't you? That's yeah. four goals and an assist in his last four games, Tony. And I think if you needed any further evidence, which I don't think we do because we can all see it, um, of his post-World Cup spark, then I think we'd all agree, as well as that clear-up turn in, in general performance, he's got six goals and five assists in total this season. All six of his goals and two of his five assists have come since that World Cup break. And you can almost feel the confidence coming off him just now. Now, I said when Aidan... Uh, when, when you were talking to Aidan about the about his goal there, that I felt he might have squared it. I think if he wasn't in such good form, he would have squared it. But the fact that he's feeling so confident and you can see it in him, that's why he decided after his first touch, I'm thinking this over the keeper. I'm not squaring this. Nobody's getting it. I'm getting the goal. And he also wanted to do the wee celebration for his daughter, I think, as well. So Yes. And to be fair, he, he, <laughs> when we spoke to him, you know what he's like when he speaks. He, he said he, he hadn't had the chance to see it back, and I made everybody laugh because I said, "Oh, it's a thing of beauty. You'll love it. You, you, you'll wear out your your uh, Sky Plus player uh, watching it back many times." So every kind of everybody busts laughing. To be fair, Aaron Moy he busts it laughing as well. <laughs> uh, so he said, "It's kind of said he, he said the goals called many things, but never that." So <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he he was well, again when he spoke yesterday. He's, he's just not very comfortable speaking in front of the microphone but he just even i don't care he just does he's talking on the part doesn't he i'm happy with that you can yeah see it does he was he was exceptional again and that finish was no it was it was a thing of beauty to be honest like like you're saying that tony it was just so good and it was another really controlled performance by Moy. he was pretty much did everything well and even if he hadn't i got the goal i think he would have probably came away saying he's played really well again there and yeah, if he doesn't want to do as maybe as many interviews, then he's maybe gonna have to stop playing as well because he's pretty much putting in a man in the match performance every game or every other game right now. So it's gonna be hard for him to avoid speaking to the press post match, I think. As he walked away, I said congratulations to him and I said, Look, you need to stop it. And I wasn't aware that Greg Taylor had said it in an interview, but he was saying you'll need to stop and I, I said to him, My my father had an expression fought the game I said then you'll know if you're up here so often and he'd burst it laughing and he, he sort of said I might take you up on that so yeah he's kind of he, he's racking up the man of the match awards and you know as Sean said there with the stats his goals and assists but I just think it's a, a man who's comfortable now in his own skin and his role in that Celtic team Sean and he's just yeah. using confidence as well but that that was the finish of a confident player wasn't it one touch to control mm -hmm. Dink, you know, and you say the the Aaron Moy of old might have looked to square that because he maybe wasn't as confident, but then it's night and day, isn't it? Since he came back mm -hmm. in the World Cup. Yep. Um I mean I suppose to call the reference to himself how little football he played before and he was trying to come on and, and influence proceedings even maybe with about two, three nil up and, and different things like that. But getting fit, going to the World Cup, enjoying a good World Cup, coming back fit having played the competitive games. As I say, I, I mean, I, I said the stats about his goals and assists. Obviously, his performances aren't necessarily about goals and assists. They're just they're mm. a natural byproduct of how well he's playing. Um, and I think overall, you, we can all see that the performance levels have, have gone up for him. Um, Tam Maxine had to believe that Celtic got Moy in a free. Uh, Antonio's coming in saying probably the biggest post-goal celebration I've seen from Aaron Moy. Mm. I must admit, when I saw him do the S, I started frantically Googling like, Right, who could it be for? Who could it be for? And I came down to two. It was either for his daughter, whose birthday was not yesterday. So I thought, hey, it's maybe not, his, maybe not for his daughter or his mum, whose name's Sam. But I couldn't figure out when her birthday was. And I, I don't know why I thought it was a birthday. Uh, and then eventually his wife uh, confirmed on Instagram it was for their wee daughter. But I don't know if it was just like, just to do it or, or, or if it was for something special. But that's the kind of things I end up getting a rabbit hole with, Tony. <laughs> you can keep doing it, Aidan. That'll mean he'll be, keep scoring and he'll be doing well. Now, another player, Aiden, that I thought was good yesterday, and we spoke off here, so we come on, and you were wanting to give him three assists. He's been credited with two, is the superstar from Portugal, Jota on the wing, Jota on the wing. I thought he's been terrific, and again, we were talking as well off here, denied an absolute worldie, and arguably a goal of the season contender, mm -hmm. with his shot that cracked off the back, because that was a wonderful move that started from the back, and uh, what a goal that would have been. 
Yeah, it would have been one of definitely one of the goals of the season. It was Jota was brilliant again yesterday, and he would have been another probably contender for man of the match. Maybe if Moy hadn't I got that goal that was obviously so well taken. But yeah, Jota's <laughs> maybe sort of in the peak right now of his form. Maybe since he's been at Celtic, I know he's also had a lot of good spells, so that's maybe up for debate. But yeah, he he was brilliant again, and like Kyogo, like Moy, all these players are just putting in really good performances pretty much every game or every other game at the moment. So, yeah, and he's starting to really rack up good numbers. And by the end of the season, he could be, I know I said it at the start, but I would quite think he'll probably be in at least double figures for probably both assists and the goals again, which is another really positive contribution across the season. Tony, sure, uh, the, the, this, this is, I was going to say, he started on the right. And I know I know. technically speaking, he won't get the credit for three assists, but essentially it was three assists, which is kind of reinforcing that piece from Alan Morrison that I was talking about earlier yeah. in the season. And we've seen it depends what kind of Jota you want. Do you want the one that provides more or the one that scores more? And when he's playing in the right, he provides more. And there you go. Started in the right again in three assists. And I know, strictly speaking, Statsbomb gave him one assist. Wisecout gave him two. Very harsh definitions, I think, because... Stats bomb, who, which is what our data roundup will be, so that's what I'll be going with on the on the report. But it's uh, it's for the Moy goal, so he didn't get it for the own goal, which I don't really see why because it was the final action mm. before a goal. Uh, but they just don't award they don't award an assist for an own goal, and then for the Kyogo goal because it took a deflection, he didn't get it for that either. But I would argue that it never really knocked it off course. The intent was to give it to Kyogo, and yeah. he gave it to Kyogo, so. For the purposes of this discussion and me wanting to big up Alan's piece from earlier in the season, we'll say he get three assists playing on the right wing. And his 21st career assist on a Celtic shirt, Sean, wasn't it? Yeah. Aye, yeah, I mean, you asked you on the game, yep, yeah, aye. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's where I got 18 from, but you said it was his 21st career assist, but 18th in the league, which are, is good numbers because he's got 17 goals, hasn't he? Mm, as I say, double-double. Aye, correct Correct, indeed. Yeah, so uh, just, just it's just a it's just a joy to watch a guy like that doing what he does best, Aidan, knocking down the wing and wanting to provide assists and also when he can. I, I'm still working out how he scored at Tannadice. Uh, <laughs> I and I, I think I'm agreeing with himself if he's he's hopeless at headers, he maybe actually headed it wrong and <laughs> it sort of went that kind of way, but he's still still an impossible angle. Yeah, if you yeah. that flush in the head, you're not scoring because you've got no angle to score from. I mean, every time you see that goal, particularly the sort of angle, it's like he's almost like exactly in line with the post. Yeah. But you don't really know how he's managed that. I mean, I know the goal was a bit out of position, but it almost didn't matter. They were giving it the post just right in front of him. <laughs> but yeah, it was exceptional. And Jota, just what a sign. You run out of sort of good things to say about him, to be honest, like in terms of tra- or different things I should say about him because he, he's just so good all the time pretty much <laughs> it was a pure basic thing to say but it is hard to sort of come up with new ways to describe how how good a signing he's been Jota why are you so good Google Jim White and Brian Loudrop from many years ago indeed um, um, anybody else we've not, we've not really spoke about Kyogo um, we mentioned it was his 22nd of the season um, but it's also his 16th last five games, guys. Um, I kind of looked into it. He seemed to me to be scoring in bursts, and, and, and he has been. So he's on this run, six in his last five. He had a run of five and five in December, and he had six and four in August. So he's enjoying these wee bursts of scoring this season. And I would say, especially since he's not had an in- injury interrupted like he did last season. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. But I just, as I said to Aidan, when he took that touch and swiveled, you knew it was going on in there. I, 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 I'm sure I said 2-0 before he even cracked it into the net to the guys in the press box because I just I just had a feeling that as soon as it landed at his feet I knew you know where it's going or he yeah. certainly knew he's going to get a shot on target and he, he's just so good at that stepping off a defender and anticipating and then and doing it quickly so doing all these things quickly and uh, you know we were talking the other week and we were kind of we said in the 30s didn't we you, I think you said 33. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what we said, but... I think you said 33, I said 36, Aidan, you said 35, I think, was it? Yeah, right. I, was, I said, yeah, sort of like early 30s, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Go back but, you, but you wouldn't rule it out, would you? In fact, you wouldn't. I mean, that, and someone asked me yesterday about uh, the last time Celtic lost at McDermott Park. I did, did laugh. 
but I did tell them it was when Lee Griffiths scored his 40th and it was under the Ronnie Dial era. They checked it out. And I said, you wouldn't put it past Kyogo to hit 40 goals this season, just the way he's going and the current run that he's on. No, um, Andrew Galea probably sums it up. Kyogo's on fire. There is no other way to put it. I think he's um, he's outperforming his XG, which which tells you that he's taking the chances that are there. You can only kind of put so much stock in that when it's essentially three quarters of a season, two thirds of a season. But he's still doing it, so he's still taking the chances. And this, yep. this even goes back, including earlier in the season when the perception was that he was missing too many chances. So yeah. he's he's reversed that narrative where he's, he's scoring the chances that he should be scoring now and, and everything's rosy. Um, he's just having a really good season in front of goal. Aiden, concur? Yeah, definitely. He's just, he's been so good, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. To go back to that uh, description of saying about Jota, just his movement, everything, it's really probably the bit, in my opinion, he's sort of best runner form, really. He's had it Celtic. I know he had obviously the two goals in the cup final, but that did uh, last season, but also that came in between a sort of spell when he was picking up knocks and that, etc. But you really since the World Cup break, he, he's been exceptional, really. I mean, across the season, he, he was playing really well, but I think in this sort of recent run of games, he's just movement, everything has, has been phenomenal, to be honest. I also want to touch Sean on his yeah. not a pers- performance per se well, but I thought all the substitutes were great yesterday. Yeah. When they came on, they made an impact. They did make um, an impact, though. Tumble scored, and uh, Ange Postacoglu mentioned Matt O'Reilly, said so he thought he did really, really well. I thought mm-hmm. he played a couple of lovely passes and, you know, determined to get involved. And O did well to win the free kick, which led to a Tumble goal. And mm-hmm. From what I've seen of O, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Aye, I agree. You want, yeah. you want to see more. You'd like to see him, as Aidan said, get his first goal and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I, I really I really enjoyed their contribution yesterday because I don't think the match was allowed to peter out. These guys come on and still give Celtic fresh impetus and, and the attacking in final third. And I liked that about about the way the game went. I know I wouldn't disagree. I think O, o also played two key passes in his, his cameo, mm-hmm. as well as winning that free kick that led to Turnbull's goal. Matt O'Reilly obviously get the assist for flicking it over to Turnbull for the goal, and that was all three. All three of uh, like a substitutes conglomerate mm-hmm. that decided that's what's happening. We're getting another goal, and we're all going to be involved in it. Uh, Haksabanovic did okay when he came on as well. Um, I thought I really do think that Leila Bada has been. I think you can clearly see that he's he's been practicing his, his dribbling skills because I think that I think it's improved, uh, like he's one on one dribbling. I mean, because uh, it's not something I would say stood out to me last season. Um, in fact, I would say that it was his movement, and I would actively not have wanted to see him dribble. I would rather yeah. uh, rather he was off the ball. Uh, this season, I think he's he's clearly been putting the work in in terms of not just like learning tricks and all that, but like when to take a guy on. Uh, and when he went to pass it, maybe move around him and stuff. I think I think that's something to keep an eye on going forward. Because if he's adding that to his game as well, where he's a genuine one-on-one threat, it's almost I'll go back to the basketball again. You, sometimes you could leave him. You could almost say that you're not going to beat me if we give you the ball, rather than he's off the ball movement. But if he's going to be capable of beating a man one-on-one to the extent that he's been doing lately, and he's still going to have his off the ball movement and go stand at the back post, you kind of leave him alone in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Even with the exception of Tony Ralston, and when he's fit, well, I think he's back and he's joined the the the, the, the group. I think that's every player at Celtic's fit. Yeah, I think it was a just Seagrass, but Andrew also said nah, they kind of just... expected him to be like back in pretty much this week. If he wasn't going to be available for the St. Mon game, it'd be uh, the Aberdeen game. That's one after that, isn't it? So, yeah, it's probably the sort of best run really that Andrew's had without the squad picking up injuries as well. I think that may be fair to say since he came in. Or particularly, obviously, when, when he first joined, the squad was really thin, so if one or two players were injured, it was really noticeable. And then last season, at times, we know lots of Kyogo was injured, Shota was injured. Uh, I mean, that sort of kind of run before the, the break, when obviously football kind of shut down temporarily because of the COVID restrictions. You know, Jota was out with a hamstring, Turnbull was injured, Kyogo was injured, and... Given the squad wasn't what it is now, that was three sort of players who'd been playing all the time that they'd lost. Then obviously when they introduced Hitati, Maida, etc., that sort of bolstered that a bit. But yeah, right now, only having Ralston, who sounds like he'll be on his way back and hopefully available for the St. Martin game, even though it's off the bench, this is probably the strongest squad definitely he's had. And 
think I've seen the benefit of that, being able to make the substitutes. And I think we've mentioned before that when the whole Celtic squad is fit, or the majority of it's fit, you do really see the benefit of the five substitutes. And it's starting to become that the tempo's not going down, even when they're all coming on. Whereas maybe at times last season, you're maybe starting a game really good and we're up till it's 60 minutes, 3 0 or so, for example. And then when you bring the subs on, it maybe drops a wee bit. But I think the quality's been really strong coming off the bench, and you're definitely seeing the benefit of that. 13 to go, Sean, a League Cup final, fifth round, Scottish Cup tie against St Martin. What a time to have your whole squad fit. Exactly, aye. I mean, this is what it's this is what it's geared towards. This is the, the business end, as they call it. And uh, last year, the running did have its injury problems. But you had the likes of Yakimakis coming to the fore and being absolutely crucial at that point. So I think the way that the, the squad's shaping up, everybody's fit. You're right to point out, apart from Segris, but basically everybody's fit. Um you're right to point out, I think when you look at it, this not that you wish it on them, but this squad could cope with a couple of injuries without too much of a an issue. Um yeah. Aiden's right to point out that before January last year, they when, when they had a run where Kyogo was out, Turnbull got injured in the League Cup final, that kind of stuff, it, it did actually impact the team, even though you wouldn't know it from the results. Um but there was still a lot of kind of there was still there was still a lot of uh, a lot of issues there. Depth, as I said last year, Tony, squad depth issue, squad depth issue. There's no such issue now because you're seeing it with the five subs, but as I say, if there, if there is a couple of injuries, the squad can deal with it. Who plays, John? Well, that's the that's a, that's a $64,000 question, isn't it, for the 26th? Um, the, those predicted 11s will be worth a, worth a go. But. Do you think there's cup final places up for grabs, Aidan, between now and the 26th of February? Can someone play their way into that cup final team? I'm specifically looking at guys that are playing bit parts at the minute, even O, for example. Can they do that, do you think, between now and the 26th? Hey, I think maybe in terms of O, it'll probably be a wee bit difficult just by how well Kyo goes down. Yeah. Like even if you know, oh, maybe did come off the bench and get say a goal in the next couple of games, I would still kind of expect Kyogo to start. But outside of that, and outside of Joe Hart and goal, and probably outside of Carter Vickers and McGregor, I would everybody every other position I would say is potential up for grabs. Really, uh, it'll be interesting to see the middle of the park for that game. Obviously, mm-hmm. the playing really well. Uh, Moy been phenomenal and O'Reilly's looked pretty good in the last two games after sort of having a wee spell or maybe not contributing as much even though we know his assist numbers are still excellent so yeah those predicted 11s are going to be quite interesting but yeah definitely a eh, cup final place are up for grabs I don't think Andrew have a set team as of now Anybody Sorry. else Tony just before we because we've got the subject of Aaron Moy's contract to move on to but I've got a couple of ones I want to mention but if you've got anybody else he, well, obviously the back line was solid again. I'm, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Alistair Johnston, yeah. and Greg Taylor's just solid, isn't he? I mean, I really do, uh, I really do like Greg. Taylor. I thought Hatati was really quiet yesterday. I thought Maida was quiet. Uh, Cal Mack, just typical Cal Mack. He was just patrolling everything there, and yeah. you know everything kind of flows through him. Moy took centre stage, but yeah, no. Apart from that, I was. Pretty pleased with everything, really. Well, you mentioned one of them there. It wouldn't surprise you, you know, it's Greg Taylor I was going to mention. Um, <clears throat> team's top presser, which might surprise some, given the way that the game was played out, but he was he was Celtic's top presser. I thought he played a couple of nice passes, a couple of, obviously, his usual intelligent movement as well. We mentioned O, I say the two key passes, but I want to mention somebody that you've nicknamed him eight, and he got an eight again yesterday, Cameron Carter-Vickers. I thought <clears throat> he was dominant again. And what I want to point out is you have to go back a month now. Now, I know he missed two games, but still, you have to go back a month to find the last time that he lost a header, Tony. Um, <laughs> that right? Three full games on the trot now. He's come in at 100% for his aerial dual success rate. And that match a month ago, the Kilmarnock one, he won three out of four, so it's not as if he was losing a lot of, a lot of aerial battles that time. He's just cruising it. I can't think of another way to say it. He just he still cruises it. I'm I'm not surprised at that, but that's such an incredible start. Uh, about the heading, Aiden with, with Cameron Carter Vickers. But to be fair, I, I wouldn't fancy getting up against Cameron Carter Vickers. He's got that without the ma- major physique, but he's got the kind of bubble baldy about him a wee bit. You know, got the frighteners up him there. I think. 
Yeah, he's, he's just an absolute unit, really, isn't he? <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but he is also a really good footballer as well, I think. Like, he's, he's passing, his distribution and that is pretty good, and he can sort of go on. Maybe not quite the same as, like, Christopher Ayer, for example. We said at one point when he liked a bit of a sort of mazy run through the middle, but I think he does have things like that in his locker. I think he's not just, you know, he's no better than me for Bobo Baldi, but I think maybe he wasn't the most technical player in the world. But I would say that Carter Vickers sort of gets a good balance between being a really good defender in terms of winning headers, stopping the ball, but he's also reading the game and he's natural football ability. He's really, really good. And I think that's why Ange loves him so much and probably why we all love him so much. Sean, I want to know who won the header against him. I don't know. I'll try and find out. I'll try and think. <laughs> you, want, you want to sign him? <laughs> Um, I was going to say, Tony. Uh, there was a couple, of, a couple of comments. Uh, Pete McGee saying, "Have to disagree." Tony thought Carl McGregor didn't have his best game. Quite a few slight passes, and then Brown Warrior coming in agreeing with Pete saying he thought Carl McGregor was a bit sloppy in the second half. Though the state of the pitch didn't help. I'm pulling that up because it's it's weird how these perceptions come about. Because I was more in the David Ferguson camp where he says he had one bad pass, give, yeah. give the guy a break. Statistically, ninety percent pass completion, that which was five percent higher than Aaron Moy. But yet we're sitting saying Adam Moy was absolutely <laughs> so, It all depends on the types of passes, I suppose. But he didn't I remember he didn't the bad passing game. He didn't have a bad pass he made, you know. So, but I still think he's, you know, I I rate Callum McGregor highly, and I think he can get through games and let others take centre stage. But it doesn't mean that he's having any less of a game than them. I thought he was really good. So maybe. We, we all see the everybody's entitled to their opinion, really, aren't they? But we just, 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 I felt, I felt uh, obliged to put it up because of the perception of slack passing. When I think, yeah. if, I think I'm right saying only Cameron Carter Vickers had a higher pass rate like, in the game. So maybe the types of passes maybe stick out. Maybe he tried a couple that never come off or, or whatever. But certainly statistically, he, he didn't have a bad passing game. Yeah, there you have it. Uh, listen, we all see different things, don't we? I don't think the pitch helped, but I still say that. Celtic played some wonderful stuff, I and it didn't bother like Moy. So I was, I was actually quite delighted the way Celtic handled the surface. To be fair, uh, mm-hmm. Derek Crawford's pitch didn't help one bit, Sean. Well, it, it didn't, but Celtic coped with it easily. Now, Sean, you mentioned there Aaron Moy's contract, the subject yep. of some debate yesterday. Well, hi. Uh, now, it's been reported that it was a year with a year option, but Celtic said that it was two years, didn't they? Is that? Aye, that, that's, that's what I was going to point well, out. I remember funny. Sky. I remember Sky reporting at the time that it was going to be short term for a basically for a year with an option for longer. But when the club announced it, they simply said two year deal. Which take that on face value that it's not a year with a year; it's just two years. Takes them up to summer of twenty twenty five. So for me, no rush just now. Then um, pretty no. simple for me in that regard. He was asked post-match about it, which is why we decided to bring it up. Um, and he, he responded with what I would call a nice wee dose of realism as a, a 32-year-old in his first six months at Celtic, asked about his long-term future. He kind of just laughed a bit and said, well, well, I'm getting a bit older, so I think I'll just take it day by day on that and different things. So, Which I think is just a wee dose of realism. He knows he knows the situation he's in. There's been no, no kind of airs and graces in terms of well, if you do this, you do that. He's thirty. He's thirty-two. He was turning thirty-two at like a month and a half after joining Celtic. I don't think he was under any any surprise that it would be the deal that he was given. It's not really the kind of age where you look at long term, and I think that that came across in his his answer. Aidan, he's just he's living in the moment, isn't he? He's just enjoying his football, and again, what will be will be. See what happens. As Sean points out, he's thirty-two, just going through a real purple patch. So just. Enjoy that. Things that you know, and as Anne says, these things will sort themselves out. He he doesn't bother himself with players' contracts on a daily basis because then he wouldn't get any football work done. So, two-year deal, twenty twenty-five. We'll, we'll talk at some point between now and then. Just didn't go out and enjoy your football and keep playing the way you're playing. Yeah, I, I can completely understand that. It's probably not a. Uh... The, the priority we are in Moy's contract at the moment. I think there's maybe other players that will go on to speak about at one point. You know, Turnbull, for example, his contract will be up 2024. He's only got next season, then his contract's up, isn't it? So I can understand in that case that he's it's probably not the priority for the uh, Moy to get his contract. 
uh, extended. Now, I wouldn't be against them if they did say a one-year extension. But, yeah, I can understand it's probably maybe not the priority at the moment. And he is probably still in a way getting to grips with playing for Celtic, even though on the pitch he's clearly on it, just the whole, you know, experience of that. He's not been here that long, so I'd, it's not a surprise that he's probably not thinking too far ahead, given his age and that, etc. I did ask him that, Sean, that his life yep. flipped upside down by playing for Celtic, and he was kind of, well, not really, but I <laughs> kind of thing, you know what I mean? He's, he's the, just, fresh, the fresh Prince of Bell's Den, is it? <laughs> That's a true that, yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, but you know what he's like, yeah, but I, he is a guy who's enjoying the moment, you know, so... <laughs> David Ferguson saying sign Aaron Moy for as long as he can walk. That's all he needs to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. On, on that note, by the way, David Ferguson, um, I did notice your comment. Did you, Sean, did you see O'Reilly's 30 yard pass back header? I did. And if he does it in the other direction, it's an assist and it's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming. Because <laughs> he's that good. Is that what you're telling me? That's it. Um, I've got a few Put them in your cup final team. Put them in your cup. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of space, a lot of games between then and now. You never know. You never know. Uh, I've got a few questions to throw up here just from earlier on that I noticed. Um, the guy with the best username in the biz, uh, Kinky Cadetti, saying, <laughs> saying uh, any news on academy players getting first team contracts. As far as I'm aware, right? I don't know if you guys, Aiden in particular, because you, you do more of the news stuff. Um, ben McPherson and Joe Morrison signed deals in December and then Matthew Anderson got one a couple of weeks ago, but I think he's yeah. the last one to have got a new deal. Yeah, recently in terms of like the sort of really the last sort of three or four months, the other sort of three ones that spring to mind. I think there's um there might have been like a couple of like sixteen year olds that were getting like their first professional deals type thing, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. in terms of like actually, you know, players that you maybe heard of that have featured in the B team or that Andrew may be asked been asked about the pressers, etc. Uh, the other sort of three that spring to mind. Um, he's got a follow-up question here. Just, uh, well, I was asking Edward in, in the comments, but I'm going to answer it anyway. Whatever happened to Dane Murray? He really liked him. He says he's not sure on Boston and Lowell. Uh, he would love to see Ben Summers and Rocco Vata get some game time. Tony, Dane Murray, he was injured, and he, he has been injured for a long, long time. Um, he obviously got a shout at the start of last season when there was yeah. basically no centre-backs to play. Yeah, um, sure game, yeah. Yep. Um, in terms of Boston and He's been in, on the bench a couple of times, made his debut not long ago. He obviously played the pre-season too. Ben Summers and Rocco Vata. Summers and Vata both play regularly for the B team. And um, Vata made his debut as well not long ago. So it's not what I would call a pathway, but certainly there's there's minutes there um, for, for some of these guys that, that, that Kinky Cadetti has mentioned. But you're certainly hearing a lot more of them, aren't you, mm-hmm. than in the past when you just wouldn't hear anything at all. Now that the path was trying to be created by Steve McManus and Dan O'Day, and that was the whole idea with the simulation of the training. So, but now you're hearing their names coming up in dispatches, mm-hmm. and you're hopeful that they can make that breakthrough. But you look at that, you look at the lineup that Celtic have got just now, and then you look at all the players that are fit. You just can't see them gate crashing that at this moment in time, nah. because when everybody is fit at Celtic, that's a strong, strong team, Aiden. And it's just difficult, isn't it? It's just circumstance and timing. Yeah, and I mean, the squad, as you're saying, it is so strong right now. Even if you do get a couple of injuries, it's probably, unless they were in like, the same position, uh, it's probably unlikely that you would be turning to a lot of the B-team players to sort of fill in and play. Obviously, when Dane Murray played the start of last season, there was literally no one else, wasn't there? I mean, it was like him, Stephen Welsh, and then I think Beaton. Uh, before yeah, Beaton get sent off didn't he, in that match on game, so <laughs> he was having it. Was a, I was like, as a brilliant start this season, but uh, that that was sort of the centre half situation at that time, just because of the way the squad was. So many players that had been on loan, etc., that had just left. So at the moment, it is just hard. I know Vata also got some minutes against Tibbs, but I think outside of the odd wee cameo here or there, or when Elal came on against Morton, it's probably going to be quite hard between now and the end of the season. Unless you're getting multiple injuries in the one position for any of the B team guys to break through at the moment. But the fact they are getting in squads and that and they're getting the odd wee camel does show there's a pathway there. And Andrew's mentioned himself. I can't remember the specific players he was asked about, but I think one of them might have been Vata in a press conference sort of late last year. He was asked about pass for B team players and he sort of said in the next six to twelve months he expects more players coming through from the B team to make more of an impact. So we'll just have to see what happens in that one. 
Tony, I'm going to throw up another few comments. Mantis Toboggan, probably the second best name in the business. <laughs> uh, Celtics XG yesterday was only 1.49, but the plus side, they scored four, which backs up what I said earlier about the finishing, because they're often accused of being wasteful. And on a subject to XG, I highlighted this one, which was when we were talking about Jota's header. Derek Crawford says he could try that Tanadice header a thousand times and miss. And that reminded me, I meant to bring it up at the time, uh, it's something I, I just I don't I don't really get why they why they rated it like this. But uh, Statsbomb's XG model rated that as a zero point one five XG chance, Tony right, which is a mid to high quality chance, right? And I'm going that can't be right. That means they would, that means somebody would score it fifteen out of every hundred attempts. And I'm going that's 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 far no too high. far 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 no too high. I'm more like Derek. I just think I, I think the angle that was at, not even considering the fact that the player himself says he's hopeless at headers, but the angle alone, I just. I just don't see how it was how it was rated I, I still can't work out how he put it in. I mean, uh, I'm glad he did, but I'm still scratching my head. And, and, and you know what? There's part of me, and, I'm, and people might laugh at this, but I genuinely think that's a contender for goal of the season. Just because of the difficulty level? Because of the difficulty level, eh? I mean, it, it depends what your criteria is for goal of the season. I mean, the Hearts boy scored an absolute worldie mm. on the weekend from the halfway line. You know, that's... You know, that's a spectacular goal, but I'm I'm actually talking about the cross, it's very deep, and I, 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 don't, I genuinely don't know, I, I will sit there and study that goal and gen- to eternity and wonder how he put it in, because there's an angle, as Aidan said, he's almost parallel with the post, and then yeah, he's nowhere to go except straight, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm bamboozled by it, I mean, wonderfully bamboozled by it, I'm, I'm, as I say, I'm I'm glad it ended up in the net, but for me, it's up there. Must be one of the, the goals of the season if you're talking about actual skill, technique, uh, and, and difficulty level, as you've mentioned there. I mean, Pete McGee says a cross was superb. I would argue yeah. against it. I think a cross was well over that, and that's what made it such an impossible angle to begin with. But nonetheless, I, I just I just thought I'd bring it up because I just couldn't believe how highly it was rated. It was, it was nowhere near for me. That mm. good a chance. It was a very, very difficult chance. I don't know it if it was a chance to be honest. <laughs> I know it wasn't even a chance. I don't know if it was maybe because the keeper wasn't in the goal and all that factors yeah, in it. But for that, I think I think it got it wrong in that. And I'm I'm a layman in terms of that kind of stuff, you know. But still, yeah. uh, going to put up another one, Big Red. What about the bull? What about the bull? Um, that is his fifth goal of the season, um, and I think in the league, twenty games, not all, most of which are not starts. And he's got four goals, four assists. He still does it, Tony. Correct. And Aidan mentioned his contract earlier. I, I would be loath to let David Turnbull go anywhere. I would be, you know, maybe holding those discussions soon and saying, look, you know, you're still a big part of the plans. Because he is, because he's contributing. And I think at some point Turnbull will end up getting a, an extended run of games. Don't know when, but I'm sure it will come because he keeps, but he keeps coming on and scoring. And what more can he do? And he, in his, when he did play in the cup against Morton, he, he played well. You know, they passed one into the net with ease, and he, he's one of the few players that actually offer you 25 yard strikes at goal from the 25 and 30 yard range, and he's pretty lethal. You know, so I, I, again, it's another outlet for goals. And I, I don't think that that can be. I don't think someone like that can be just let to run down his contract and let him leave the club. I just I, I would be loath to see that, and I would want him to sign another deal if if he's willing to do that, and and uh, all parties are happy. Agreed, Aidan. Um, Pete McGee came in saying Turnbull is fast becoming like a kicker in the NFL. Just bring him on when you need a field goal. Yeah, like, to be honest, I think that's. I know he will always be wanting to start a lot more games and when he did start against Morton he was really good but given that what Turnbull offers I think he is a good player to have coming off the bench now I know at the moment Celtic may win most games comfortably so by the time he comes on the game's either sort of out of reach or just about to be out of reach by him scoring but I think it is good to have somebody that can come on and fire a shot from 25 yards So, but also do the technical stuff in terms of you know close control playing the ball and getting assists because inevitably, I'm sure between the end of the season, there will be a game if he's coming off the bench that is tight, whether Celtic need a goal to equalise or to go a goal up and having his sort of quality, whether it be from dead balls or just setting up goals, I think is really important. But I know obviously he will want to play, but I think the sort of role he's got right now is probably is suiting the team. 
coming off the bench and chipping in with goals, offering something a bit different. But definitely, I would hope that his contract situation is something that's addressed before the summer and we're not, you know, dragging on from only having a year left because he's somebody I'd really like the club to tie down, even if it was a two-year extension or something, so you get him for another season, similar to the Stuart Armstrong deal that he signed uh, before he then left to go to Southampton. But, yeah, hopefully it's something the club addresses quite soon. Uh, Derek Crawford saying he just hopes his international aspirations don't make him want to play more first-team games. Uh, can see can see where Derek's coming from with that. I think um, he's... Uh, the thing is, he's almost... What Aidan said there is perhaps damning him because he's so effective when he comes off the bench that it's almost ideal that that's who you're bringing on when you know yeah. he's, he's likely to do something when he comes on. Uh, and Pete McGee again saying... Um, sorry, I don't have an issue with playing Turnbull, but who do you drop? And I, I, that's always a question when you've got a, a squad as deep as this. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to put up this one, Tony, which was Curtis saying, <laughs> oh my days, uh, does anyone think O oh, might be a hybrid of Kyogo and Yakamakis? Now, when we spoke a few weeks ago, Tony, to well, a couple of weeks ago now, to, to Jason Lee, Korean football expert, before just before O's signing was confirmed, he mentioned to us, way back then, that O's kind of game was modelled on Clashian Huntala. Yes. But he was a wee bit more mobile. So, in that sense, I think Curtis has probably got a point in terms of a hybrid between. I suppose you'll need to give him a time and, and, and game time to actually see what he develops into because he's still young, still fairly inexperienced as a senior pro. So, we'll need to see with that. But it does bode well. And I'm actually going to put the link in the, in the comments as well to that video. Yeah, I mean, he did. He did talk about that, and as you say, I mean, oh, oh, will make his mark at some point. He'll get, he'll get a run in the team. But I think everybody is just sort of saying, yeah, yeah. People just think Curtis that's exactly what he looks like, yeah. And he will, as I say, make his mark, and he'll get in the team, and he'll he'll score goals. But I think everybody can see there's a footballer there, which is what Curtis was telling us, wasn't he? Basically. He's saying he's interested to see his development, but he will become a good player and a vital player for Celtic. And I'm happy with that. Another goal scorer, Sean, you can't can't go wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Robert Gibson, of course, I think it's a fair enough point. You want to see much more of O before singing his praises at that. That's, I mean, that's a fair shout. Um, I think one more, and this is for you, Tony. Marky Boy says he was just sitting in front of you at the game yesterday, uh, couldn't get your attention to give the man from EK a handshake or to get your autograph from the press box. I think a handshake would have been fine. I am. I'm, I'm not one for for autographs. If he wanted it, so be it. I would. I would oblige. Of course, I would. But I'm. I'm very much a kind of a humble guy. <laughs> I'll shake his hand and give him a big cuddle if that's what he wanted. Yeah, but uh, autographs. I'm kind of. I always find it. I'll do it if somebody asks, but I'll, I always find that a bit strange. But hey, there you go. Tony, on the subject of being at the game, you were at the McDermott in the McDermott Park press box yesterday, and you wrote a piece on the site. anybody that reads, anybody that sorry that that watches us regularly. Last week, you'll remember after the well, it wasn't after the game, it was after Dundee United game. Um, Tony, uh, well, we all, but Tony in particular, spoke brilliantly about the Super Trooper chant from the, the away section at, at Tanadice. Um, well, he's decided, given it wasn't given an airing in Perth, he's put his objection to it and basically saying, keep it that way, in word form, uh, after that brilliant summation of his stance on here the other day. Um, as I say, it wasn't given an airing in Perth, which is kind of the point in it, Tony. Um, it's yeah. well worth a read, if you ask me. Uh, so the link's in the comments. And given the subject matter, it's also in front of the paywall. So if you've been on the fence about subscribing or anything, jump on that, give it a read. And if you think, aye, I can get on board with these guys, then the subscription links are all there as well. Yeah, Sean will put the link up to that today. Uh, it's there. You can have a read. It's it's basically a a bigger form of what I said the other day on the yeah. on the briefing. Uh, but put it down in writing. And I was delighted that the Celtic fans didn't sing the Super Trooper song yesterday. And, Myself and Sean had a discussion about whether we addressed this or not, and we felt that it was uh, it was important to address it, wasn't it, Sean? Yeah, uh, of course, my definitely. We we, we decided to do that. So have a read, 
Let us know your thoughts. And also, as Sean said there, it's not behind the paywall, so and you can decide whether or not after that. But we would like you to subscribe and you can join us. www. Try that again. www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And it costs you two pounds for two months to subscribe. That's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And, and on that, on that website, Tony, I on that website today, there's also Alan Morrison has yep. written um, what I've what I've termed the ultimate as post the report card, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, plenty of data, some rationale and explanations behind what the numbers say, why they say it, and then how it all ties into what the manager himself has said that his stated aims are. Um, another another genuine must read in my humble opinion, boys. I don't know what you think about it. Oh yeah, it's always good value, Alan's terrific value so that's there's a link to the comments there and robert gibson's right pure seneca moment coming on indeed <laughs> we say thank you to seneca the celtic way morning briefing is now sponsored by seneca medical group and seneca the number one hair transplant company in europe and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments and you can find out more about seneca via the links in the description of this video Aidan, thank you very much for your comments. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Cheers. Cheers. We'll talk about, but we'll find something we always do. Derek Crawford, have a great day, everyone. I'm a new subscriber, and I would recommend it to all the group. So much in-depth stuff about the club we love. That's very complimentary and very uh, very nice to read, uh, Derek. Thanks for that. Andrew Gilliatt, enjoying the website. Thank you. Scott McGill, another great show, guys. Well, we thank you. We couldn't do it without you. We always say it. We really enjoy the interaction and throwing up your questions and we answer them as openly and as honestly as we can the three of us well we certainly like to don't we we don't take ourselves that seriously either we might like that too but uh, robert gibson can we have a wee picture of the wardrobe tony <laughs> there you go eh? what can you say but no sean thanks for your contribution first class aiden thank you sir appreciate it always do take care happy monday guys <laughs>